back to Behind the Restaurant, and I am your host, Jerry. It is my pleasure for you guys to be back. Hey, welcome. I know it's been an extra week, but, you know, sometimes you gotta regroup, you gotta rehash, you gotta redo, and I had to redo, do-do-do, do-the-do. Oh, I wonder if that would be a bad one to include there. So... Where do we go today? You know, I think we've hashed out quite a few interesting situations along my career of food and beverage. And I think we've gone through quite a few things when it comes to this industry. Um, so a lot feels like it's repetitive. I have been talking about this for years, just getting my voice out there with regards to what food and beverages and how the industry works and how the industry messes with your head on so many occasions and how good it should be versus how good it actually is. So, you know, it's hard to figure out where you go next. And it's hard to figure out what stories you tell next because there are so many ones that are interesting in and of themselves but aren't really compelling in a podcast format because without somebody to bounce it off it doesn't feel as I don't know it doesn't feel like it flows as much in this industry where you're working with so many other people that's one of the biggest things about it is you work with a team this isn't an industry where you're working by yourself you have to work with other people there has to be a balance on how things are done and there has to be a flow and if there isn't a lot of it goes wrong. A lot of the restaurant industry goes wrong. You have to depend on each other from the back of the house to the front of the house. Everybody has to be able to depend on the person to your right. And if that person does well, then it's better. If that person does poorly, then it kind of throws off the whole thing. And I guess that's where we could go with today. It's like, what is the importance of teamwork versus solo work? Because even as a manager, you have to be able to depend on the people you have around you. In a manager's case, you have to be able to depend on the people that you hired. You know, sometimes they're undertrained because you're understaffed and you need somebody in quick. Or sometimes it's just they didn't catch on to it as quickly as you would like. I told the story about how my first job, I didn't catch on right away. But after a couple months, it's like it hit, it clicked, and everything was good, and I was better, and the flow was better. And sometimes there's that, and sometimes there's people who just don't catch on at all. Man, if you had to describe the personalities of employees, it is it is the world at large completely. Like, you get everything when you work food and beverage. You get every type of person every style of person, every thought of person. I've had people with so much personality that you're wondering why they're working in this industry and why they're not doing something that fosters their personality better or more. And I've had people with no, no personality where literally they come across as if they're dead in the way they speak and dress. I've had staff like that and I just look at them and I go like, what is wrong with you? But you keep them hired. Do you know how many more times you keep an employee hired? Even though, if you look at them, they're not the greatest in the world. 
you just hide as a manager you hide them there are so many employees that we hide from our higher ups and we position in different places so that the higher ups don't see them like don't see how they work because you enjoy having some of these people around because if you didn't have it 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 would make the day-to-day boring you know you got to depend on your team and sometimes the sometimes you have team members that you're depending on just to be something that guides the day along like managers have hidden employees for from the beginning of time yeah this employee may suck they may be bad but there's something about what they do outside of their general job description that makes them just a bit just a bit more enjoyable and it makes the job more enjoyable to be honest you can't have everybody be the most perfect employee or else you're not really getting a dynamic you're not you're, you're it's going to be robotic you want employees to be good but you don't want it you don't want the feel of the restaurant to be uh, ooh, uh, uh, ooh, uh, uh. no that's not what you want that's not what you need in your restaurant that's not how it, it's presented it's like it's crazy that's not that doesn't make the best restaurant some of the best restaurants are not this robotic nature because everybody has a personality everybody's a little different and that's okay and that's that's perfectly fine as long as everybody does the best job they can to the best of their ability then the strict perfection that sometimes some employers are looking for isn't necessary it's actually dumb it hinders the ability of the restaurant to grow because you're taking away the personality and if you take away the personality completely no offense your restaurant won't last if you want to lie to yourself and say oh yeah it lasted because i could make them all stick to a strict no in some way there's a manager there who allows the employees to be a little bit more freer and gives them a willingness to want to come back this is what people don't understand the reason employees come back is not for the pay in food and beverage because the pay most of the time sucks you're barely making over minimum wage you're barely doing you know anything you're barely getting hours as you would want and need to survive but the people that you're working with and the people next to you and if your manager is a good manager then you're sticking it out you're sticking out the lower pay in hopes of eventually getting higher you're sticking it out because the other employees make this portion of life tolerable you're sticking it out because your manager is a decent person and they make your day-to-day enjoyment of going to work just complete they're, they're, you don't you need to understand that an employee will come back if they're given enough reason to come back not just if you give them enough pay i have seen employees walk out who've gotten more pay than anybody else because of the style of management that's been presented to them because of the lack of the lack of respect that a manager gives them and this goes back to the teamwork thing too if a group of people who are different and completely off the charts in different ways can work together and they work together well it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how how much they're getting paid because to them 
it'll just be a flow and the teamwork comes for them. If the manager throws that off, then fuck it. The whole team will go off. The whole thing will be off kilter. That's where so many people get lost in how to build the best team because they they think, oh no, we got to stick to these rules. We got to... Yes. To a certain extent, there have to be rules in place, but they're more or less guidelines on what needs to be delivered day in and day out and how. But they shouldn't be so strict that they hinder the ability of the employee to be who they are at times. Because a good amount of reasons that customers come back is also in the enjoyment of the employees that they see working there. If you have a robotic employee and a customer doesn't see any, they're going to think your whole restaurant is like that. They're going to think your whole concept is like that. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, it was just, it was, there was something off about it. I don't want to go back there. Like, you'll get that. That gets into the head of a customer. That gets into the head of, of, of people who want to eat because everybody wants to feel a form of comfortable in what they're doing. Yeah, at times, there'll be people who want in and out. They want the food quick. The robotic works. But a good amount of time, a customer's coming in because the food is enjoyable. The people they're getting the food from are are nice enough. And also, the vibe of the whole place doesn't feel gloomy or backwards or, or in any way hindered by anything. It just feels like a nice flow and an ambiance and everything just feels good and that's that would win you at the end of the day more customers coming in repetitively than almost anything else because if your food's damn good you're gonna get people coming in no matter what but if your food's good and the ambiance is good yo you're gonna get them telling their friends this is the place to go people coming back because the food is good is nice but people talking to other people about how good the food is and how quick and responsive the, the customer service is and how nice the whole feel of it is, that's a whole different level. That's a level that some restaurants always look for, but they're not achieving it the right way because they're they're pushing their employees to be this or that. or And it's just, it's it's all a little off. And that's where you gotta you, you gotta step back and go like why are we off? What what what's going on? What's here that's hurting? You know, and that's that's always one of the more interesting parts to see on how a restaurant grows because a lot of restaurants will start with that idea and that concept. Okay, we gotta start with personality, we gotta give them this, we gotta allow them to have this, and then when they start growing, they'll pull away from that. They'll pull away from the things that got them there because in their belief, it goes like, oh, no, no, now we're getting bigger. We need to be more streamlined. We, we need to be more stoic. We need to. And then you wonder why your, your, your base isn't growing anymore. You took away the creativity. You took away the reason that people have for coming in. Your food is great, but your employees can make the food that's great unbelievable. Or... They can make the food this great unenjoyable. Like, your employees matter. The dynamic matters. The The attitude matters. The creativity of being in that space matters. Like, you have to be willing to understand that part and be able to push that part and make this an unbelievable concept because 
If not, you're going to be closed in six months. Or you'll be open for two years and you'll be, you know, middle of the road. Just making enough. And no offense, just making enough is not shit. It's not worth it. You have to make a profit. This is a business. You have to make a profit. But that profit can't come at the expense of everything else. That's what I've seen so much in this industry. People think, oh, I got to make a profit. Okay, I'm going to pay these people less. I'm going to not care about personality. I'm going to streamline. My food is phenomenal. Your food can only take you so far. There's got to be something else that attracts new people. Your food is great. Hey, their food is great. Okay? We go once. A month. Their food is great. The people are awesome. That place is unbelievable. We go once a week. The food is great. The ambiance is unbelievable. I want to stay. I want to be around those people. We go two to three times a week to try something new each time. Which one's better? The once a month because your food is great? The once a week because your food and your ambiance is great? Or the three times because there's something there that is unbelievable and they're telling their friends who are now once a week people at your place. There are people that come to a place daily because they enjoy that place so much. They enjoy the people. They enjoy the kitchen staff. They enjoy the, the, the wait staff. They enjoy the counter people. They enjoy the management. And they'll come daily because that overall enjoyment is unbelievable to them. Unbelievable. Like, what what are you doing? You have to feed on that. You have to hold on to that. And restaurants don't. It's, uh, so many places wonder why they close down. It's like, you can't go too far in either direction. If you allow too much freedom, yeah, that could be bad as well. Because then you're allowing this abundance that could push customers away. But you have to allow a form of it. Because if you're too strict, you you become stoic. You become robotic. You become trash, honestly. Your place just becomes, eh, it's just another place. It's a balance. The whole thing is a balance. Restaurants are a balance. And I think, because the restaurant industry, it's just, it, the balance it's served, the balance is served in the idea that multiples of people can come in with different personalities and can have the same type of effect long term. That's great. But there are so many concepts that get stuck on this idea that the only way this works is if we hire a certain type of people. I got that so much as a manager. Why are you hiring this type of person? Why is it? It's like, you want to say what you want to say? Because the thing that they always did was they would compare. They would compare their what they considered their best employees, their look, their style, their delivery, and say, this is the type of person you need to hire. 
there was always an undercoat. Because there was always a look on the other type of person you hired. And if you looked high enough, there was a style to the type that, you know, there's no other way of looking at it. You, you, you wanted one style of person versus another. Because you felt that the other wasn't the right demographic for what you were trying to get across. You know, and I was lucky, I've been lucky enough that most of the concepts I worked were not like that. And a lot of concepts have gone away from that notion. But I worked at one place. You know what? I don't give a shit. I dare them to say anything or do anything. I worked at Barilla Restaurants, New York, USA. And I had... There was a president and a district manager. And the president... Now, Barilla Restaurants, USA is owned by Barilla the, you know, the pasta company out of Italy, completely based and owned by them. So there's no other way of putting it. They had a certain appearance that they wanted for their people. And if you hired staff, you wanted that appearance to be met. Now that did not mean that they wouldn't hire people who didn't look like that. But if they hired somebody who didn't look exactly like their sense of appearance, their personality drove them in that direction. There was this whole style that you wanted, but more or less, the way the presidents put it forward was, you need to hire more people like her. Her look, her her way, her just overall demeanor. And... You know, you work in the industry long enough, you know what they're trying to say. And it wasn't sugarcoated. It wasn't like they weren't the best at trying to not make it seem like I want a blonde haired, blue eyes. That's who I want behind the counter. Why do you have that person behind the counter? And it was just, you know, it was always very interesting because I am in no way blonde haired, blue eyes. <laughs> But I'm a guy, and I am Hispanic, half, and my other half is Irish. So I do have a paler skin, so you're going to see me, and you're going to see hazel eyes, and I'm going to give off this sense of, okay, he's one of us, for lack of a better way of putting it. But there was always this style of how they wanted to present their staff, and who they wanted at the front. And if I ever put the wrong person at the front, I would be told, that's not the person we want to be there. And it was always tried to be hidden behind, oh, you know, you know what I mean, and the person that you want to hire. And that was always the bullshit to me. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. I don't care to know what you mean. I'm not that type of person. So guess what? I don't know what you mean. And because of that, I always hired different people. Like I said, all my other jobs were never segregated to the idea of we just have to hire one type. Because that wasn't, that's never good enough. That doesn't work for your concept overall. Yeah, you'll get a certain group of people who'll be like, oh, this is great. This is the type I want. But you're going to limit your field you're going to limit the amount of, of customers that want to come back. 
it's like I said earlier, great food is good for a while. But if the whole feel of the concept isn't as good as the great food that you're delivering, then sooner or later, the great food won't matter. It won't. So, you know, so for all other concepts I've ever worked, it's like the diversification of hiring was always great. You were never limited in the idea of who you could hire, who was being hired, and why. Because they all, all other concepts that I worked, they all wanted that idea of we need to be different to be able to get everybody. Sadly to say, the upper management was still the same as what you're thinking, but everything else and the chances to grow from everything else was always great. It was always like, okay, this has the opportunity to be something bigger and better along the road as long as you stick with it. But there's always one place, and Barilla was that place, where it felt like, you know what, we'll give some people a chance, because, you know, we kind of have to, but if you can get me these people, that would be better. And it's always subtle, because you never want to be too outright, because you, you, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be... Confused for being racist or anything like that. But it was always funny. Because I'll say that the president was like that. And then the kitchen manager was also like that. The kitchen manager was this... Uh, I, I hope this doesn't get flagged for anything. This Mexican guy. And he only liked hiring his people. His, the people he knew, the people he had worked with before, and people of his same, you know, culture. If, and the way he always delivered it was that, oh, they work harder, they work better. And I always like, and I, I don't know how many fights I got into it, because I thought that other employees along the way showed some creativity and showed some ability and showed some function. And I wanted him to recognize those employees as well. And he would always come back, oh, there's your girl. Like, you're the kitchen manager. This is your staff. Talk to your staff. I'm just pointing out that there's more people other than just your people. Like, it can't. you can't limit your mind like that. And it was always... It, it, it was always an interesting dynamic because I had the president who wanted a certain look in the front and I had the kitchen manager who wanted a certain group in the back. And if it wasn't that group, he believed that they didn't work as hard or they weren't as good. And that was always astounding to me. Both sides were always astounding to me because by that point, I had been in the industry 10 years and I had seen so many good and bads from so many different directions that to consider one better than the other was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because you can get the best people in the most unexpected places that will make a team so much better. For the back of the house, the reason I championed other people and wanted him to look at them was because the people he wanted and the people he liked and said that were the best 
when they worked, they were the best. But two of the people were late, called out all the time, left him short, you know, and like, yeah, when they worked, they were better than almost anybody else at delivering their job. The problem is that there were so many times where, are they working today? Are they here? What's going on? What's happening? And you're left in like this limbo where, how good are they if they're not here when they're supposed to be? If they were hired to do a job, but they'd rather get drunk the night before and then not show up to a weekend shift. I got undercut so often opening on Saturdays and not having a chef because of the simple fact that the chef that was put on the schedule didn't show up because he was drunk. He was hungover. He was whatever. But it's not like I could do anything to terminate any of these employees because, in all honesty, it would not have helped. Because then I had so many threats from the kitchen manager. If you let this person go, I'm leaving. Like, What was the point of that? You're a manager. You cannot tie yourself so heavily to an employee that's showing you they don't really want to work as much. That's why it's important to have a diversified staff and also to have the ability to see where others' employees can be, can be brought up, can be pushed. And that was always my thing. Like, push some other people. Get it right. Stop being stuck on just this one group. For him and for the president, it was stop being stuck on this idea of what's perfection. Have you seen the people that come into order? They all don't look like that. And if you're only delivering to that look, then we're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. Because I get it that your concept back home looks a certain way, but here it's not that. You're in the US now. There's more diversified shit everywhere than there is anywhere else. Choose the group. Build that. And trust me, it'll be better than you trying to fit this model scheme that you like. You perverts. Like, get over it. Funny thing is, the president and district manager don't work there anymore. Yeah. They used to have three locations, and they only have one now. Things went sideways at some point. So, I'm not smiling about that. I would never, I would never smile about the misfortune of these beautiful, great concepts. (laughs) Let's just say I left, I think I explained it on a previous episode, I left in poor fashion with them. I didn't care. I stopped working. I stopped giving a crap. So whatever went sideways for them after I left, be damned. It's probably one of the only places I've ever left and disliked afterwards. Oh, there was another one, but that one doesn't count because I wasn't there for long enough in my eyes. This one, Barilla, I was there for two years. And I just, I thought I deserved better. And I didn't get better. And then I got told bye-bye. I left and I didn't give a shit if anything went right for them at all. You know, sometimes I wonder if it pays to be the nice guy in the industry. Because it really doesn't feel like it does. 
I've told you guys, it's like, if you're the asshole, you're considered better than, you're considered unbelievable. If you're the nice guy, you're considered like everybody's going to walk on all over you. So, I've always had that fun part to be played at. It doesn't pay, like, they don't want that. They say they do. They lie and say over and over and over again that they do. And then at the end of the day, they'll let you go because, oh, you were too nice. I've had that. That is the suckiest experience in the world. Wait, the fact that I'm a good guy and I respect my employees is the good enough reason for you to let me go? Yikes. What does that say about the industry? What does that say about any of it? Like, that's shitty. You prefer somebody who's going to yell and scream and be a little bit more abrasive than somebody who's actually giving a damn on the days in and days out? Yeah, no. No, thank you. I'll continue to be me. Wherever this ends up leading me. That's the overall thing that I've learned in all this time. I'm not going to change for you because you like the idea of the other person. No, I have my own style of doing it. If it costs me a job, then so be it. In the long run, it seems to have cost everybody else more than it cost me. You stop caring about who you have in place, and guess what? You get nothing but shit. And that's what they got. You know, that's what you got. Now, ladies and gentlemen, talk about ending on a sour note. <laughs> I will see you guys next time. We'll probably maybe, maybe we'll go more in depth on my feelings. But haven't we done that already? See you next time. Peace.